0: Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast. I'm Denise Pass, and this month, as we celebrate Christmas, we thought it would be special for you to hear from my children as we discuss Christmas memories and testimonies about the greatest gifts God has given to us. We call this series Christmas Unwrapped, Real Life During the Holidays. Christmas is not just in December. Christmas literally means Christ's Mass, a celebration of God coming near to us in the form of a babe. But for those who have accepted His gift of salvation, God is near to us always, and He gives us amazing gifts every day, all year through. This week, I'm joined by my second daughter, Deborah. And Deborah, it is so wonderful to have you with me today.
1: Thanks, Mom. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here and just to share, you know, a little bit about what God has done in my life. And so, yeah, I'm excited.
0: Awesome. So we are going to be hearing testimonies from my children this month and the gifts that God has given them and our family. And this scripture seemed fitting to me today for this episode. It's James 1:17, the NIV translation it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. I just love that when I think about He doesn't change. His gifts are good all the time. They're perfect. God gives us gifts all year long, every day, not just at Christmas, and His gifts are perfect. Today, we're going to talk about those gifts From my daughter Deborah's perspective, sometimes we don't think things are a gift from God, but when we walk with God, He uses everything for our good and His glory. Gifts come in all shapes and sizes. Deborah, you get to tell on your mom in this show if you want. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, listeners have asked how my kids are doing. And during the holidays, it can be such a challenging time for people. I thought it would be a good opportunity to take the veil off so to speak, and share how we worked through the hardest moments of our lives. When I think about the holidays, I think most people have expectations that the holidays will be problem-free, a perfectly decorated home, and if it is a Christian home, that the home would be filled with joy. But all too often, people can be prone to sad feelings or feeling isolated during the holidays. I think this is what is hard about the holidays. There's expectations of joy and sadness and loneliness can often impact the holidays so much we just want to get through them. So Deborah, what has been, as we think about our family, and I know Christmas can sometimes be challenging, has been in the past, and God has healed us so much, but what would you say has been the biggest battle that you have faced in your life?
1: Uh, that's definitely uh easy answer. So uh, when everything happened with our family, uh, the biggest thing I struggled with was depression. And I just remember um, going through that, and it was really a hard time, especially when I was 13, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, and then around age 17, I just remember um, making my relationship with the Lord personal. And that's when things started to shift for me. Um, I just remember I read more devotionals that summer than I had my entire life and I just was really um, seeking after the Lord during that time and uh, I just wanted to be like him and there was a part of me that was so very perfectionistic um, in that that time of my life and I felt like God just really used my perfectionism for his glory and for my good um, because I just really wanted to be like God and I just uh, really, sought him um, and so uh, throughout all the books that I read it just brought about greater healing in my life and um, mm. and that sort of thing so
0: well you know and it's funny because I would always go to those homeschool conventions every year and I would bring back new devotionals for my kids and it's like oh you know I can never read all these books you're giving me mom <laughs> I just remember that but my biggest prayer was God heal my children's hearts. Mm-hmm. And so even though, you know, you're, you're sharing, you know, the depression and, and, and how hard that was, one thing that I've always seen in you is that you are on the hunt for healing. Mm-hmm. You know, you are saying, I am going to seek God. I'm not just going to stay here and accept this difficult thing that God has allowed into my life. So, and when we think about that, people don't think of depression as a gift, right? We don't think hard times are a gift, But it's what God does in our hearts in those things and how we respond. So what would you say that God has done in your heart as a result of battling with depression?
1: Well, I would say it's taught me to just rely on Him because we expect healing to come quickly. We expect uh, when we seek Him there to be this quick fix, but it's just being diligent. It's being obedient in everyday Mm. life just to seek Him. Um, and that's where we find peace. That's where we find every good gift. Is just to be at His feet, and oftentimes we forget that because we're prone to wander. And um, I just remember so many things. Like even just as a kid, um, nine years old, ten years old, I asked God for wisdom, and I was just—I I didn't even know what I was asking for. But throughout the years, He really, He really blessed the, that prayer and just continued mm. to pour wisdom because of what I. Uh, sought after i sought after him and he continued to give me wisdom um and that was just my continual prayer and still is my prayer uh throughout all the years and it's just it's a neat reminder because i i live two hours away from my parents now in an apartment uh, close to the school i go to and every time i come home it's just a a great reminder to me of the foundation that my parents or well, my mom laid for me and mm. um and it's just it's super encouraging to, to see the scripture verses that I still have posted on my dresser years ago um, and uh, a list of just answered prayers that the, the Lord had just answered for me. Um, and I think answered prayers only comes about if you remember them, mm. if, if, if it's meaningful to you. Um, and you can't just pray something and expect it to be answered but then forget that prayer you prayed. Um, Mm. so that's just something I've noticed a lot of times when I have asked God for something or prayed about something Um, he's answered almost every time because I've remembered that prayer and so just seeing that list that I made as a kid um, or as a teenager of you know of the answered prayers when I come home it's just such a constant reminder of uh, you know, his faithfulness and what he's done in my life. And so mm. it's just, it's huge because I can see like, even as a 10 year old girl up until, um, you know, 22, I can see how God used that word wisdom throughout my life. And, and even just this Thanksgiving, a girl texted me and she said, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Debbie, like super thankful for, you know, your wisdom and you inspire me. And, and I just thought, wow, that word wisdom again, like, It's just, Mm. it's really cool to, for me to see that, that, you know, that's just been something, I guess God has just put on my heart. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now my, I just really want to inspire and I want to help people. And that's kind of what I want to do with my life. Um,
0: Yes. And you know, when all of y'all were little, one of the things I asked you to pray for was wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I remember you diligently did that you were constantly seeing your need, and you hungered after Him. Yeah. I think that's the big difference. A lot of times, like you said, people will just say, well, why isn't God doing this? And, you know, they bring a prayer request, or they bring a burden. But instead of, like, staying in that burden and complaining about it, you were like, God, give me wisdom in this. God, help me to see this from your perspective. And, you know, God has used you to give me wisdom. Mm -hmm.
1: That's so great. That's so encouraging. It's so
0: true. And there's been times where I was just, Lord, I don't know what to do. You know, and I have to ask God for wisdom too. And God has taught me to do that. But He has used you uh, many times in my life when I have been struggling to show me a different perspective. And, you know, I think too, struggling is a lot of people think of that as a bad thing. But to me, it says you're staying in the fight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to just give in. You're not just going to be defined by that struggle. It's God, give me wisdom, press in and to know him more. Um, So the one gift you ask God for in the middle of that wisdom has then turned into your desire to help others. And so I see this um, faithfulness of God in your life. I see that as you have said, Lord, I want to be healed. It wasn't this selfish prayer of just into my troubles, you know, you were wanting to be like him. You were wanting to see that there had to be meaning oh, yeah. behind everything. Like for you, you didn't just um, accept problems as just a burden. You knew that God had a purpose in it. And for you, you've realized now what that purpose is in your life, like to pursue a degree in psychology. Oh, yeah, or
1: Definitely. Yeah, so it's funny. When everything went down um, and— uh my, my dad had to leave and then we were forced to see a counselor um, I uh, that experience you know alone shaped who I am today mm. and I was as I grew older I, did, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I first uh, went into college but then it just became clear to me um, when I was considering going to Liberty and things like that um, and I just see how that experience, in, and now I'm going into psychology. I'm going, I'm pursuing a bachelor's in uh, psychology and hopefully going to pursue a master's after that. Well, that's the plan anyway.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and it's just, it's neat to see how, and, and I can see it for each one of my siblings, how the experience and, and what we went through has shaped us and how it's, it's carried into our adult life. Uh, something, but it's been used for God's good for his glory. And so like, even though that experience of being forced to talk about problems and you don't want to talk about with someone, um, was very hard. Uh, I can see how now I just am using that as <laughs> this has shaped my whole career. Like, mm. this, this is what I want to do mm. with my life. And so it's just, it's really neat to see. And if I hadn't gone through what I went through as painful as it was, I probably wouldn't be pursuing psychology right now. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just think that's really neat how God used that. Um,
0: for... And I think, too, um, you know, our family felt so much shame mm-hmm. for the devastation of sexual abuse being in our home. And I think that there are some things that the Lord, you know, all of us, it affected differently, right? We all had different struggles, mm-hmm. and how do we deal with this in our lives? Um, how do you feel? What do you think God taught you in all of that?
1: Well, I just remember that when everything first went down and my dad had to leave uh, the house, I completely went mute. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I still, well, mute, I mean, like, I still talk to people, but I didn't tell anyone what had happened. I didn't tell a single soul of what I went through. I didn't want anyone to know. I was so, because my whole world had been rocked. I mean, what I had grown to, what I was accustomed to believe was normal, was now not normal and sinful and and not good, and it was wrong. Mm. And so there was a lot of frustration as a kid that I experienced from that, and I just remember feeling so angry because I didn't understand why it was wrong? Why what had happened was was wrong when it had been happening my whole life? I had been conditioned for this, mm. and and so um, that that was probably the most frustrating thing. And then just uh, dealing with feelings of of you know, well I love my father and do I miss him? But but feeling like oh, but should I love him? Should I miss my dad because what he did was wrong? And just as a kid trying to process that was super super challenging and I just went into this uh depression and I just remember looking back at videos that I'd made with my younger sister just like we were trying to make like funny videos um and I just I can just see the sorrow on my face even in the midst of me trying to like make myself laugh and and trying to be Mm -hmm. happy through it all and and laughing I just see the sorrow on my face and um it's Mm -hmm. it's just painful to watch and just remembering that but
0: uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But even in that, you know, I think I felt like, how can we even recover from this? And how, God, how can you heal my children? And, you know, just thinking, you know, even it was the first when this all happened was, you know, the first Christmas, too. It was right at Christmas time. And just feeling so labeled and defined by this horrific bomb that went on in our house. And we were all in shock. Mm-hmm. But to see how God has healed us. But see, what I really feel like I want people to know is that recovery takes time.
1: Yeah,
0: And, you know, if anything, we cried out to God. We got into God's Word, and we begged Him to please heal us. Mm -hmm. Because things of this nature, sexual abuse in the home, something in a Christian home— such a stigma. We felt so much shame it could hinder our healing. Mm-hmm. But it was you, Deborah, who came to me and said, Mom, you need to talk about it. Because we recognize that yeah. hiding shame wouldn't heal it. We recognize our need to talk about it, you know, when we could. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's just so many layers to healing. Um, and I think, you know, we did not know how to recover from it because we felt so labeled. You know, like our family would always be damaged, you know, with this perfect utopic oh, yeah. life we had. There
1: was, there was so much shame I felt, especially in my friends' circles, because no one else was going through mm. parent separation. No one else had parents who were getting divorced. And, um, there's, especially in the Christian circles, I just felt like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. this, I don't know how, like, and I just didn't want anyone to know. And so like, I just, I lived in shame day in and day out and, um, And like Mm. people started finding out and I just wanted to bury my head in the sand. Um, and Mm. there was, there was, oh, some really tough spots. I just, I remember we moved, um, to the first time we moved out of the house and, uh, and my mom was such a great example to us, especially in her faith. And it was just Mm. really inspiring to see. I just remember remember she cried in front of us, Mm -hmm. um, at the the table and she doesn't she just was so real with us and like that's something I love about my mom I love about you (laughs) because you're so honest and you never I never felt like you had lied to us never never Mm. once in my childhood be and that might be due because you told us Santa wasn't real (laughs) Like,
0: okay wait if any kids are listening to this and I'm sorry if I spoiled it for anyone but
1: (laughs) But yeah, from birth, she was like, the fairy is, the uh, tooth fairy is not real. Santa's not real. Like, she was like, and, and I want you kids to know I will never lie to you. And so, like, mm. that just always made her feel safe to me. And I always knew I could trust my mom. And so there were times she would cry at the, the breakfast or, or dinner table. Um, and, um, but it's just, it was inspiring to me because she wasn't afraid to be real. Mm. And... um And then just watching how she handled the whole situation, and she was so uh, faith, oh my gosh, just unwavering faith. And it's just mm-hmm. such an example to me how she fought for us in court. She kept on fighting until she won. And, and not many parents, I mean, I don't know. Many, I mean, some parents, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure true. I'm sure other parents would fight. But the battle was ongoing for years and years where we were just being dragged to court and she was so faithful to continue to fight. Even when all the odds were against her, she fought for custody. And mm-hmm. it's just such a huge example to me. Even now, like, i just remember um every birthday would pass by this is such a huge example to me but i would write her like birthday cards and every every year it would be the same thing like happy birthday mom you're the best mom in the world whatever (laughs) and and then i just remember one year i had seen so much growth in her and i just i wrote this very personal letter letter of, of the growth that i had seen that she had made in christ and um, and then the next year, it was like this huge leap again of of this growth and this healing that she had made in Christ. It was such an inspired to uh, mm. inspiration to me to say, "Hey, I'm not done healing, and I need to continue mm. to pursue my walk with God and continue to, um, to to press in and to get the healing that I want." Because this this when you are sexually abused, this I got into this mindset of hopelessness because mm. that's that's what you're in. You you feel hopeless to change the situation. And so for me, I felt hopeless to even get help. Uh, and then I started researching ideas and getting the help that I needed. And, and then I ended up seeing a counselor when I uh, was, I think, uh, freshman, sophomore, maybe it was, yeah, freshman or sophomore year of high uh, not high school, college. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, it was my own choice but that, at this point. I was like, you know what? I need that extra healing. I'm going to go see a counselor. Mm. And it's just so funny how it kind of runs full circle, um, how seeing a counselor might, you know, as a kid and then choosing to see a counselor as an adult. But it really just, and she really just pointed me to Christ, saying every time, and every time I had a struggle, she would always just point me back to Christ and and Mm. God's Word. And it was just such a reminder to me as well. But,
0: yeah. Well, you know... (laughs) You're such a blessing to me, Deborah. and I remember, um, you know, we we home educated, don't I say we, (laughs) because part of it, I think my kids dragged me through as well, because I was struggling so much during a lot of that court battle, but I remember her coming up to me and saying, you're IY Day, Mom, which in Chinese means virtuous Mm -hmm. one or virtuous woman, and we've been studying Gladys Aylward, and so... You know, Deborah's sharing how I encouraged her, but she, my children, helped me to press on in my faith because when she said that to me, you know, of course, it's an encouraging word, but what it meant to me spiritually was I was on mission and it totally changed my perspective. What was, God, why is this happening? God, my children, how are they going to be healed? Turned into, okay, Lord, here I am. Use me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in court. I hate it. But Lord, will you use me because you want me to protect my children, and that is what I'm called to, and you're going to guide me through this. And so some of the most painful moments in our life, God turned into these incredible gifts of faith, of wisdom in the midst. He equips us for whatever we face in this world. And even though none of us would volunteer for us, hey, let me go through this, or let me go through that, you know, that that is not a gift, and it still isn't. Per se, a gift, but in the midst of that, God is our sufficiency. He gives us what we need. Whether or not, you know, we think, you know, I don't know if y'all have ever struggled with this. Sometimes we think Christmas time or what our lives should look like should look differently than it does. And when it doesn't, to find our refuge, truly find it in Christ. And it's in His Word and it's in fellowship, even as we, you know, hunger after and search after god and his healing we find it
1: mm-hmm.
0: it may take time oh yeah you know and there's a process but he is faithful and we have to have our hope in him not in just our problems to stop yeah so deborah is there any other thing that you'd like to share you know i know you've shared some of the gifts you know, wisdom um and even just healing that god's given you is there anything else you'd like to share before we end
1: yeah, I think um, I think pain can be a gift. Mm. I think pain can really be used for good in our life to, to teach us and to shape us. Sometimes it wakes us up from mediocrity and it just, it can really be used for, for good and it can help other people too. Um, so mm. I just think, yeah, I think pain can be a gift um, and it's as hard as it might be.
0: Amen. You know, and I, I do talk about that in um, my book Shame Off You because I it really was a radical transformation to view pain and shame as something that God could use for good because that's who He is. He uses what was meant for evil for good in our lives, and that's the gift of God and His presence in our lives. So we never arrive down here, and we will still struggle until we reach heaven. But when we put Christ in the center of our lives, we get into his word and cry out to him. He gives us the gift of his presence in all of life. God is near to the brokenhearted, and he was near to my daughter and myself and my other children and now my wonderful beau that I'm married to. So we pray that this episode has encouraged you. Whatever you are facing and if the holidays are difficult because maybe you had expectations that should look differently or your life should look differently, just see what God has done in our lives. You know, he is faithful.
1: One thing that really stood out to me was, um, so I made a, I watched the movie War Room I think when I was a teenager, and that movie really influenced me. And there's a scene in the movie, sorry, spoiler, (laughs) where uh, if you haven't seen it, but um, where she has like this, a list of prayers that were answered by God. And she like put it on her wall and that just, I thought that was so neat. So then I made my own uh, sheet of paper and like, it was blank at first, but then I started praying and I just got on my knees and in my room, just praying out and just crying out to God. And I'd write down... The prayers that I had. And over time, I would see how each one of those prayers had been answered. And some of them more immediately than others, but I just always remembered those prayers and would just keep praying them. Even if I would forget for a season, God didn't forget. And then when I remembered them, I would see how some of them had been answered, which was crazy for me to look back on. But that sheet of paper, whenever I come back to visit my parents, um, sometimes for the holidays and such, Um, it's just a great reminder to me of God's faithfulness in my life because we are so prone to wander and, and leave the one we love. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's been great to, to do that. And it's just been, um it's just been really great for when I come home to see that. Mm. And it's also just a reminder of who I am in Christ, you know, ever since I was a child, how wisdom and like asking God for wisdom and just seeing the scripture verses I still have posted on my dresser from years ago. Mm. Um, and just like, just like sticky notes that I have, an old paper. And it's just, it's so inspiring to see who I am in Christ and who I was back then and how far I've come. So it's just a real encouragement.
0: It really is. And I, I think too, I've seen in your life, Deborah, where, you know, a lot of times when people go through a horrific thing like we did, there can be a tendency to just go down a real path of discouragement and just give in to it. Oh, yeah. But what I saw in you was fighting. And and I think a lot of people we have to realize we have to get our grit and we have to fight and keep pressing on. And sometimes we don't have much fight, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We hurt so badly, but You know, that was a gift, I feel, that perseverance was developed, and that character I saw in you as you pressed in, pressed into God, and you admitted, oh, I'm fighting with this, I'm struggling with this, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to give up. And, you know, I think about that scripture about do not grow weary in Mm well-doing. You know, due time we will reap a harvest, but we have to not give up, you know, so...
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's just, and that's what's been so huge for me. There have been times where I've wanted to give up and, and then I realize, and then I just get a renewed sense of faith. I'll, I'll pray to God or, or someone will say something encouraging or I'll listen to something on YouTube. Um, and it just, it gives me a renewed sense of faith, but just the biggest thing is just to be in your word and seeking God that gives us a Mm. sound, a sound mind. And keeps our emotions
0: in check. And so, yeah. Um, that's it. It's just, That's really the remedy for everything. It's so simple. Get into God's Word. Hunger after God. Mm-hmm. Seek Him. Yeah. And His Word is it's our refuge. Yeah. Well, thank you, honey. I yeah, love being with honey. you. <laughs>
1: Thanks
0: for having me, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, everybody. The raw truth today is that in our gray world, when life sends us challenges, God can take what was meant for evil and use it for good. The radical grace is God is faithful no matter what we face. He is our sufficiency, and He will give us grace to meet our every need. The real hope is when life seems hopeless, God teaches us to hope in Him. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.